It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to Future of Flushing. I'm Vito Khaleesi. With me is Jonathan Barron. And this is a special surprise episode because after John and I finished last night's episode, while John was at the stadium getting ready to work, a little bit of a long time after a rain delay, what happens? The Mets trade David Robertson for two prospects. And John, that falls into our jurisdiction for the people, doesn't it? It does, Vito. Great for the brand. Um, this is our first kind of emergency episode we've been doing, but there's a lot to unpack here. Obviously, there was a lot of reaction about the trade, and Vito and I are kind of here to explain a little bit further as to why this is really a great deal for the Mets and how excited fans should be. Now, obviously, whenever a team is trading from its major league roster for prospects, it doesn't make a fan base happy, and we understand that. But there is a long game here in place, and Steve Cohen has talked about it since day one of his ownership, how he has such an emphasis on building a strong minor league system and trades like this, like this, the David Robertson move, is exactly how you accomplish that goal. And the Mets got even closer to that goal with the acquisition, with the acquisition of Marco Vargas and Ronald Hernandez. Yeah, and it is funny to see the emotions of people from the moment that trade was announced up until now where you saw the fan base not be 100% happy with it, kind of being confused by what a prospect is and how prospect rankings work and what you should be trading for in this moment. But we're here to tell you that like these are the moves that a smart organization makes. You want to start building from the ground up. And those Florida Complex League players, it doesn't matter if they're a few years away. It's all about evaluating talent. And um, it was just a really cool thing to see. I think in the last 12 hours that this trade has went down, you've seen the perception really change. Although prospect writers were never on the other side of it, John. If you looked right away, most prospect writers were saying this is a good trade for the Mets. Now, I want to bring up a trade because today, as we release this, we have the anniversary of a big-time trade for the Mets. John, do you know what that is? The Zach Wheeler for Carlos Beltran trade back in 2011. So that deal, there were two players from the Giants the Mets were looking at. Zach Wheeler and Gary Brown. And then when the trade went through, there were a ton of people who were not happy with the Zach Wheeler acquisition. They thought we need – everybody went back to the same thing they're doing now except the reverse. Right now we need pitching. Back then we needed bats. Everybody was saying, why are we going after pitching? It seems like we have pitching. Why aren't we going after bats? Zach Wheeler goes on to be one of the best pitchers in baseball, and Gary Brown, unfortunately, is not in the league anymore. And, John, fun fact about Gary Brown, he's actually an area scout for the Mets now. So that's just an example of how ironic the world can be. It's funny how that works out, and it's a good thing to bring up because that was, what, 12 years ago now, and baseball has changed a lot. There was one big reliever moved already this year, and that was Aroldis Chapman, who went from the Royals to the Rangers and many prognosticators have come out and said that the Mets haul that they got for David Robertson is tenfold better than what the Royals received for Aroldis Chapman. So I want to transition now and kind of peel back the first element of this deal. And that's explaining the way that these prospects are ranked. Now, obviously there's many different uh, areas or, or sites or prognosticators you can turn to 
And not everyone has the same opinion on players. That's how anything is in life. But when we're talking about players as young as these two, those guys are generally, unless they are bonus babies, which means international free agents who received seven or seven figure bonuses, they don't get the quote unquote credit or uh, recognition that said bonus babies get. Both of these prospects, Vargas and Hernandez, were not bonus babies. For Vargas, he's stateside for the first time this year. For Hernandez, it's a second year in the States. So it's a combination of things that land a guy or guys that quote-unquote low on prospect rankings list. It's a lack of proper scouting. It's just not having that fizzazz with the guy's name. Neither of these guys had that fizzazz, and that is kind of why they are where they are. And obviously, it's, it's a fine instinct for fans to turn immediately to MLB Pipeline and say, where are these guys ranked in the Marlins system? And see the numbers, but there's context behind the rankings. So it's important to understand that context and really take that context in with the full picture. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I want to bring up a couple of guys in recent pasts who have not been on even top 30 prospect lists. And you might have seen Giraffe Neck Mark on Twitter post this. And that name is Ellie De La Cruz of the Cincinnati Reds. And two years ago in 2021, Ellie De La Cruz, who's arguably the most electric player in Major League Baseball right now, was not a top 30 prospect, not in the sport, but in the Cincinnati Reds' entire system, according to MLB Pipeline. That is a clear example of how these things are missed. Stars can be missed. So fans also should consider that when evaluating the trade, thinking about the trade, and going about giving their reactions and opinions to the trade. I also think people look at prospect rankings and they think prospect rankings are almost like a list of how far you are from the major leagues. Like some people might see a number one prospect and think that number one prospect is closer than a number four prospect to making the major leagues. And it's just, it's not the most straightforward system out there, but there's so much more to it as John just said. Now let's talk about the guys themselves. Let's talk a little bit about Marco Vargas and Ronald Hernandez. Now we're going to start off with Marco Vargas. There was a lot more information on to start. Marco Vargas is an 18-year-old infielder from Chihuahua, Mexico. Just a little short origin story for the guy. Last year, he signed for $17,500 with the Marlins system, and now he's the Mets' sixth-ranked prospect, according to the MLB Pipeline. Kid rarely swings and misses. He hits the ball hard, and he did tear up the DSL last year. And who have we been talking about a lot the last few days? Jeffrey Rosa tearing up the DSL. Yeah, and you mentioned the bat-to-ball skills. I want to add one thing that I didn't mention, that both of these players play up the middle. Hernandez is a catcher, and Vargas is a middle infielder. And building up the middle is a key or a, a formula to success and to winning. Up the middle defense, catcher, second base, shortstop, center field. Teams focus on these areas, and for good reason. Now back to the batted ball skill or bat to ball skills. Vargas this year in the FCL ranks first in walk rate, 23.5%. Ranks first in walk to strikeout rate, or ratio, I should say. Almost walking, double the amount of times he strikes out. 1.73 is the ratio. His OBP, 457, that ranks third. These are serious, serious numbers that he is putting up in a very competitive Florida complex, Florida complex league, easy for me to say. And keep in mind, fans, the Mets see the FCL Marlins a lot. Obviously, Jupiter and Port St. Lucie are very close geographically. That's why these two teams play so often in spring training. So 
the Mets have had a lot of looks at both of these players. And anyone can go on fan graphs, look at the leaderboards in the league, and these, these guys are atop uh, the charts, if you would, in many important categories. Teams love players who don't swing and miss, who put the ball in play. We talk about this all the time with Jet Williams, with Jacob Reimer, with so many other guys, how important it is to just have that bat-to-ball skill, how the power comes as guys get older, as they fill out more. So that is one thing to be extremely, extremely excited about with these guys. They both hit the ball hard, and they both make a lot of contact. And John, I mean, I know me and you love talking about the Florida Complex League Mets, and it's insane to think that this FCL team is about to get even better right now. I'm excited to see what their record looks like in a few weeks from now. And I do want to give a shout out to some prospect writers out there, uh, Jared Seidler and Jeffrey Paternostra from Baseball Prospectus. I will say these guys, they have a great podcast. It's called For All You Kids Out There. They cover the player development systems deep. Jared Seidler is not easy on the Mets. I'm not going to sit here and pretend he is. But if you watch his instant reaction to the trade, all positive. And those are the kind of things that you should be looking at right now as a fan. Look at the people who are talking about this and saying this is good. Look at what their perception is on these players because those are the people who are covering these guys. Don't just Google it. This complex league team is about to get even better with these guys. It's just uh, it's really exciting to see these trades actually come through. It is. Now, let's talk a little bit about Ronald Hernandez, who I just gave you the numbers on Vargas, who ranks first in a lot of these categories. Hernandez is right there with him. Hernandez is 464 OBP, actually one slot ahead of Vargas. That ranks second in the FCL. His walk rate is second to only Vargas in the FCL, 23.2% walk rate. He is literally walking in close to a quarter of his plate appearances. His strikeout to walk ratio, 1.19, and his WRC plus, his weighted runs created plus, ranks eighth in the entire Florida Complex League. Now, Hernandez is in his second year in the Florida Complex League. He's been stateside for two years, and he, from last year to this year, has improved his on-base percentage by 135 points. And all the other counting stats you could fathom, he has pretty much met or exceeded his totals from last year in 10 fewer games. So the transition from DSL to United States of America, which a lot of us are not even thinking about when going about evaluating a player, how challenging that could be for a guy to come stateside for the first time and thrive in, the, in, in their whatever league they're in, whether it's the Florida State League in low A or the FCL. Um, Hernandez obviously learned a lot in his first year, and it's showing off with the marked improvements across the board in year two. Two prospects that Mets fans should be thrilled about that are in this player development system. And another note on Ronald Hernandez is that he is, in fact, bilingual, which is always a really great skill to have when you are communicating with pitchers, right? Even with the advance of pitchcom, you still want to be able to be able to talk to every single player in the infield. Um, but yeah, John, I mean, we did our emergency episode. We told the people some news. And one more little note. I want to I want to give a I want to give some information to Marco Vargas. Apparently, in Astoria, there's a res restaurant called I Chihuahua. And its owners are from Chihuahua, Mexico themselves. So once he makes his way to the Mets, only 20 minutes away, he can feel like he's at home. Absolutely. And hopefully that day comes very soon. A really talented prospect. Two very talented prospects. Mets fans should be basking in the glory of a day like today where the player development, the scouts, the entire team, it takes a village, has done a great job in identifying talent and turning a very talented, a very useful relief pitcher into two parts of the future of flushing. And I know you see what I did there. I do see what you did there. And you know what, John, who knows? We might be back with a few more of these over the course of the next week. We obviously do not know that information, but we want you to know if it happens, we'll be here to tell you. We'll do all the research we got to do about the players coming this way if they do. And, uh, you know, we'll see you all in the future. 
Take care. I guess you'll have some stock music. Not sure if Vito's going to put it in. I already wish you a happy weekend, but happy weekend, fans. We'll talk to you next week.